Hi, welcome. Let's, we have some questions that came in. Let's begin with that before we get to our topic of the day. There's a question, what's your take on hot peppers and pickles? So they're both okay to eat, they're vegetables. Next question, pure aloe. It's flavored water with aloe vera pulp. Is it as promising as the label claims and is it considered like water? Aloe does have many health benefits and since it's zero calorie, it's okay to consider it water. Next question, I drink zero calorie soda. I know that it's unhealthy, can you explain why? So this, the issue with fake sugar is that it goes somewhere. It's not absorbed in the bloodstream and doesn't spike blood sugar or raise insulin levels, but it gets to the liver. And if the liver can't digest the food, it'll turn into fat and settle in the liver. Fatty liver is in fact a disease. Fatty liver is related to metabolic syndrome. And what that is, is it's a ripple effect of health challenges or diseases, for example, obesity leads to diabetes, which leads to heart disease. This is metabolic syndrome, which we are looking to avoid and prevent. Question, what if I cannot eat that many vegetables because it causes stomach aches? Good question. So negative effects from vegetables is definitely a challenge, but it's a surmountable challenge. Firstly, are you taking probiotics? It's so helpful for a healthy gut. Usually a sensitive stomach to vegetables is related to insoluble fiber. So there are two types of fibers. One is insoluble fiber, which does not absorb any water. And then there's soluble fiber that does dissolve in water and that's more soothing on the stomach. So we're looking for foods with soluble fiber. Another food type you're looking for is low FODMAP foods. FODMAP, as in F-O-D-M-A-P, are carbs which attract water and may cause discomfort and bloating. So I'll share with you a list of foods that are rich in soluble fiber, yet low in FODMAPs. Avocados, blueberries, oats, peas, beans, apples, citrus fruits, carrots, psyllium, green beans, chickpeas, bananas are okay, but avoid overripe bananas. Overripe bananas may be gassy. With stomach sensitivities, it's very individual which foods are triggering. You really need to get to know yourself. You may be sensitive to acidic foods, which are included in the low FODMAP list I just gave you. So you really need to work with trial and error. Keep a food log. It's worth effort to get to know yourself. One thing is definitely true for everyone. Processed foods and junk foods, poorly nutritious food, just adds to the problem. So everyone feels better as soon as you cut out, you clean up your diet. Even though cookies may make you feel good in the short run, the cookies may actually be the root cause of the issue. Getting onto real clean eating can be the solution. If you're having salad with, let's say, croutons and craisins and highly processed salad dressing, these foods may trigger the sensitivity to vegetables that you're experiencing. As soon as your system is clean and balanced, it won't be as sensitive. So cleaning up your diet is the real solution. Last time we mentioned in response to a question, two tips to speed up weight loss. For those of you who wanted to hear more about it, I'll expand on that today. First tip was to eat mostly plant foods, replace animal proteins with plants, eat beans, peas, whole grains, cook cereals instead of eggs or fish or chicken or meat. Don't cut out animal proteins altogether because they're very filling and they keep you going for a long while. We need some animal protein, but as we said, make it the side, not the main. This is very conducive for weight loss. 
if you're eating eggs for breakfast and tuna for lunch and chicken for supper, it's very logical that your weight is at a standstill and the scale is not budging. These foods are hard on the digestive system. Once a day, for example, is just enough for animal protein. Make this adjustment and you'll see great results not only on the scale, but at your energy levels as well. Once you get used to it, you'll feel light and energetic at all times. You won't feel heavy and tired after eating. It's amazing. It's really the best way to eat. The second tip we gave was to eat mostly vegetables. Take all your food, including all snacks and all meals, and put the vegetables on one side and the rest of the food on the other side. And be honest with yourself. It's most of your food intake vegetables. The amazing thing with vegetables is that they're so nutrient-dense, but yet not calorie-dense. They're high in nutrients and low in calories. You want to reach for vegetables as much as possible. Whenever you eat vegetables, instead of reaching for a different food, you're doing yourself the biggest favor. Vegetables are so nutritious and health-promoting. If you think it's boring, start experimenting. There's such a variety of delicious vegetables available. Even if you don't love vegetables, you can definitely find some that you like. And the ideas are endless. You're welcome to follow my recipes for new ideas. Here's a very simple recent recipe. It may not be new to you. A carrot salad with just one can crushed pineapple, one 10-ounce bag of shredded carrots, and a half a cup orange juice. So again, the recipe is one can crushed pineapple, one 10-ounce bag shredded carrots, and a half a cup of oranges. Instead of eating fruit alone, the added carrots adds to the nutrition profile of your food exponentially. So never underestimate adding vegetables to your menu. Every little bit makes a big difference. If you're, let's say, going out to eat, choose vegetable-based dishes. It doesn't have to be fresh salad. It could be a warm dish. But focus on making vegetables the base of your meal. Listen to this. Your health equals nutrient intake divided by calories. So for this reason, we want to make the most of our food intake vegetables. Vegetables are your best source of nutrients. Fruits are highly nutritious as well. Eat lots of fruits too. Fruits are higher in sugar and calories though. So once again, health equals nutrients divided by calories. So the goal is to increase nutrients without increasing calories. We want the nutrients to outweigh the calories. So what that means is eating nutrient-dense foods and skipping empty calorie foods. That way we ingest more nutrients than calories. And with this approach, there's no deprivation. This is what... Old weight loss programs are missing because weighing your food or counting or measuring these methods are overlooking this point. What does the food consist of? What is that ounce of protein or what is in that number of calories? Do the calories outweigh the nutrients or the opposite? Our nutrient intake is our focus. For example, a bottle of milk that claims to be 2% fat is only 2% in the weight. If you take the fat and you separate it from the rest of the milk, the fat will take up a lot more space than 2% of the bottle. When you're drinking a cup of milk, you're getting a lot more than 2% fat. But they don't tell us that. They only tell us about the weight because that way it looks better. It looks like it's lower fat. That's the way the USDA makes us eat and drink their product of agriculture. And this is the flaw with weight loss programs that go by weight or portion size or calorie counting. As you consume more and more portions of health-supporting, nutrient-dense food, your appetite for low-nutrient food decreases. And this happens 
for real. You lose your addiction to low-nutrient foods and you can make a commitment to eat in a health-supportive way all your life. Losing weight does not mean feeling deprived. In fact, healthy eating leads to a more pleasurable eating experience. Try it and see for yourself. Actually, don't try because trying comes with a commitment, doesn't come with a commitment. If you're just going to try, then you're committing to failure. The way to make a lifestyle change is by committing. Come what may, I will do this because my health matters. When you keep away from junk food, you're doing yourself an amazing favor. When you take proper care of your health, you can show up to life with dignity and positivity. Being in good shape enhances life in every area, from shopping, to going to simchas, to outings, to spending time with friends and family. Every aspect of your life is greatly enhanced with good health. We can't know how long we will live, but one thing we do know that as long as we live, we want to feel great and enjoy every moment of it. There's nothing that drags a person down as much as poor health. We want a life that's worth living with the freedom to say no to wrong food choices. It's a difference between life being a dread and life being lovable. Make your goal to eat mostly right most of the time. Practice may not be perfect. It may not make you perfect, but it does make progress. And progress is exactly the goal. If the goal is to lose three full pounds consistently every week, you'll definitely be disappointed. If the goal is to make progress every week, to see yourself going in the right direction every week, to see the scale decreasing every week, that's focusing on progress. Whether it's hectic, whether you're on vacation, yantif, simcha, regardless, the focus is always just progress. This is doable and this is attainable at all times. Just keep practicing these basic healthy guidelines no matter when, no matter what, because excuses we always have. Life is busy, Baruch Hashem, but never busy enough to neglect yourself. Remember, less self-care equals less productivity. So if you're busy, that's just another great reason to keep going and never give up. Keeping a habit alive is so crucial for long-term success. It's much easier to stay in shape than to get in shape. There will be days that you feel like you're not moving forward, but remember, maintaining a habit, maintaining your progress, saves you a great deal of work. So maintaining itself is progress. It's easy to be inspired for a short while, for a few months, or even for a few years, but the real winner is the one who holds on to excitement forever. Wake up each morning with a renewed excitement for your health, and this will give you the energy to keep at what you're doing. Many of our beliefs with food were shaped by the food pyramid, by the USDA. We're all familiar with the food pyramid we grew up with. The base of it is starch, bread, cereal, pasta, grains. It advises to base most of your food intake on these foods when refined starches are similar to sweets and should have been placed in the narrowest tip on top of the pyramid. Today, there's so much more awareness about processed refined food since disease rates are directly affected with refined food intake. Another flaw with the old pyramid was that it advised to have too much dairy, too much meat. After all, the creators of the pyramid is the USDA, the Department of Agriculture. It pays for them to advocate eating animal products because this is their department. But our department is to make educated and wise food choices. Being in the know with the latest nutrition developments is a very powerful tool and motivator to eating right. Knowledge is power. For example... When it's fresh in your mind that a regular flavored yogurt contains approximately 10 spoons of sugar or that one tablespoon of ketchup contains a full teaspoon of sugar, 
and you listen and you read about the damaging effects of sugar on our health and our well-being on every level, then you definitely think twice before reaching for it. And this is the goal of this line, to spread the knowledge and awareness, to empower my clients and the rest of all of you listening to make health-promoting choices for your own good. Your body will thank you. You're welcome. All the best.